guys, they do magic. They are the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 131 of The Magic Guys. If it's your first time here, welcome. We're going to talk about some magic, answer questions, share thoughts, and what happens in the magician's life. If you're a regular, welcome back. Good to see everyone in the chat. But to my left, I have Nick Kay. Welcome to the show, friends. Down below, we got Doug Kahn, DC. What's up, magic nerds? Yeah, and I'm Josh Lombito. <laughs> welcome to the show already. We got some people, Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Tim, Bob, all the all the regulars. It's good to see. And uh, hey, how are you guys doing so far, Nick? How are you today, man? Dude, it's it was an amazing weekend. I had such a great time. I literally gathered like five gig stories from this weekend alone. So there's just it was Ooh. so eventful. So I had a blast. How about you, Doug? How'd the convention go? Uh, fantastic. It was uh, like you know hanging out with my best friends, but there was hundreds of them. And, uh, you know, I ended with a 4 a.m. session. Like, I did it right. We hung tough. <laughs> we'll talk about it more as this goes on. Yeah. You were right to say that you wouldn't be here for the pod because it sounds like you did it right. Staying up late. Magicking. I did. Yeah. You know, there is a way to do conventions. Like, there's a couple of pro tips that need to be shared on how to do a convention. Like, one of them for me was to have pre-workout. So, a lot of folks. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, you know, folks take pre-workout to G themselves up before they go to the gym and be able to power through a workout. And, and then Josh is, Josh is like, I know, because you're the fittest one out of all of us. But for me, that consists was, of having a Red Bull before the coffee. Yeah, it's basically what you need to do. Like, keep yourself caffeined up, hydrated, and like jacked up to make sure that you like have the most fun you can. Speaking of being caffeinated, check out our totally dope Oh, man, magic I'm not guide sad about this at all. Shall we, gentlemen? Yes. Cheers. Cheers to everyone watching. Are we all debuting this now? Did we all just yeah, get these? I think so. Cheers, yeah, fellas. So. Very happy about this mug. It's huge. That's the way I like my coffee. Big. It's good, right? Now you can just fit so much more in there, and it'll last, it'll last a whole episode. <laughs> it, holds, it also holds latex doves. Ooh, so you can fit one of those in there if you need to. I tested it. Is that from this the convention is, as well? This is Jack. Say hello to Jack. What's up, Jack? What's up, Jackie boy? <laughs> All right. right in there. He's in there. He's not in there anymore. So is that like a water vanished to dove production? I'm not even supposed to be talking about Jack. I've said too much already. Okay. Okay. We'll keep it. Yeah, we'll keep it. Tim's got the right idea. He calls it pregame. That's exactly what that is, I guess. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Knowing that I might take my uh, C4 pro, uh, pre-workout to Magic Live next year, perhaps. Maybe that's the thing. Does that really like give you a, like a let's go kind of zing? Do I need oh, this in my life? Yeah. Give me the hard sell and what do I need to buy? <laughs> so, look, I don't promote kids going out and getting pre-workout, okay? But because you, it is important to burn off that energy. Otherwise, you won't be able to sleep. But essentially what it does is it gives you a big kick, right? But it also has other things in it which help you work out. Like it has this stuff in it called beta alanine, which if you don't start working out, it makes your skin tingle a little bit. It's kind of a funny feeling. And then when you work it out, it burns it off. Um, but what it, that does is it stops you getting that lactic acid buildup in your muscles that like the pump, they call it the pump, which normally makes you have, have to stop working out because you're like, oh, it burns so much. So... Generally, pre-workout will take that away. So the only time you stop 
in a workout is because your muscles physically fail, not because of the pumps too built up. And yeah, it just gives you a crazy ride where you could just freaking work out for 10 hours, Doug. And you're like, yeah. For a busking session. Like if you're heading out to bust your ass on the street for four or five hours, it'd be great for that. Mm. How have I not? It's like I'm a fan of supplements of all sorts. How do I not know? What should I get? Give me Coming to you soon, the Magic Guys mix-up. Pre-workout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> soon I'll be buff like Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Soon. yeah, that's right. So that's, you know, essentially pre-workout for when you just, it's early in the morning and you're like, I don't want to work out. Or after a long day, it just gets you right back to being like in the zone. But it comes with a warning because it is very addictive in that eventually, if you take it every day, the effects will start to dim. Yeah. So I try to now only take it once a week just so I can save it for that one day that I'm really struggling and I can be like, all right, let's make it the best day. Um, otherwise, you end up putting it in your coffee, you're having it like just to function and you don't want that. Although it's, you know, you it's, better than, it's, it's better than having crack every day, but it's, you know, still <laughs> What's not recommended. You go to Vegas and there's that whole eat the you know the whole stigma of being like we're gonna do cocaine and whatever we don't promote that just don't do that get that's right pre workout hang out Jimmy with us knows. We'll be there next Jimmy, year Jimmy's lost like 800 pounds in the last three months through science damn. and bicycling wow. well done Jimmy god damn he's inspired me he's a man of age like I am he's a good grandpa he's been around he had a gut last time I saw him his guts yeah, well, going away and I'm like Jimmy. Yeah. Well, Josh inspired me seeing his, he's been doing these awesome workout magic vids, you know, like that last one you did where you flip the card and kick it and catch it in your mouth. And you got that, you know, you got like Josh's, if you guys don't know what Josh looks like, he looks like he works out every day just to stay strong enough to lift his own arms up. They're huge. Like it's ridiculous. And so I'm and so strong. I'm yeah. strong for a magician. Just put it that way. <laughs> No, it's but, no, it's great. And so I'm down two kilos with your inspiration, my Fitzbo, my magic Fitzbo. Thank you, kindly. All right. Let's yeah. go. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear, like, man. Like you need to lose weight. What? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. I always All wear right. black because it's slimming. Okay. But I'm got, very round. You I mean, got that medium that well, fit so. going on. It fits well. Yeah. Medium thick? <laughs> no, 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 no. You've got that medium fit on as oh. in your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it's, good. it's kind of, it's weird. Like, I don't have a, I wouldn't say I have a dad bod, but it's more of a father figure. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of that slow-mo vid you talked about, <clears throat> I just got a new camera upgrade, which is what I've been filming this stuff oh, on. Baby. Oh, Man. What is that? Want, want, want. So this, uh, this is something Jeremy Tan talked about on his episode too. This is the new Sony ZV-E1. It is made for content creators and vloggers can, you, can we pause here while i go get my mm-hmm. wife and you can explain this to her <laughs> yeah. because so i had to have this i had to sell this to my girlfriend to be able to buy it right so i'm like she's like you already have a camera why do you need another camera and i'm like well uh nick will tell you why <laughs> no i just think it's hilarious that you have to like <laughs> like i like these are like you know girlfriend problems wife problems and then my single ass sitting here just being like i literally spend five thousand dollars in a sim racer and i don't have to answer to nobody (laughs) yeah well oh jimmy thank you man i bought magic beans for 4.8 million dollars i don't have to answer to nobody 
Wow. All right, we need to get Nick. <laughs> Some friends. Okay, so <laughs> Nick, can him. you hold on and explain to my wife why we're getting a divorce for me? Yeah. You. <laughs> I gotta do that today. <laughs> so my my girlfriend or my fiance. Now my dogs are cracking off in the background. That's Fantastic. why I have cats. Yes. So she's like, you already have a camera, but I'm like, yes, but if we get this camera, we can shoot in 4K, five times slow-mo, 120 frames per second. Um, it's got an AI chip in there, so it, it, it will light the setting in the wherever we are way better. And it has stabilized, it has this crazy um, active stabilization built in. So when you're vlogging, it almost, it's just like you've got a gimbal. Like that it's, it's so smooth when I'm walking, it looks like I'm gliding. It's crazy. So it's not the cheapest. So what they do, they did was they basically took the latest Sony, um, like technology, but they just compressed it into a smaller unit so that vloggers can use it. And that's what this bad boy is. So very happy. What's the lens you got rocking on that thing? So I bought two lenses, Doug. One is for vlogging. So it's a, a Sony 16 to 28 millimeter. Now this is a full a full frame camera. So unlike the um, M50 that I'm using now, it's a, it's called a crop sensor. So a 16 millimeter on this is actually way wider than like the 16 millimeter on like a normal like medium price camera. So it's it's it. super wide. So 24 millimeters is about the same as uh, the 16 that I would usually I used to shoot on. Anyway, so 16 to 28, and then I also went and bought the Sigma 50 millimeter 1.4 so that I can get that real crisp footage when I'm out shooting um, horses and stuff like that or or um, anything like cinematic. Like the clip at the gym with the slow-mo card, that was in 50 millimeters, and I shot it pretty wide so that I could do the whole tracking the card going up and down because in 4K you can zoom in and you don't lose quality. It's freaking amazing want it's all anyhow i'm thinking anyhow. i need a business loan for this to happen i got a <laughs> yeah, lot of things well, i want to do i have eight eight million things i need money for you know yeah. i think that you guys could motivate your purchases quite well by saying it's for the wedding babe you know and then mm. you can say it's so that i can capture the grandkids and like you can motivate it well, in so many ways it's a reasonable purchase for a business professional. I just want to have an extra $2,000 laying around right now. I got I to come up with the money, but it's at the top of the list because the if you're going to be competitive in a present social media atmosphere, it demands this mm. kind of quality. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Uh, it was 5000 5, I probably spent on it so far. <laughs> but anyway. Not, oh, yeah, with the not, lenses. And not stuff. the hero. Well, I, I, I think we, about, we go like halvesy. So it'd be like 2500 American, I think, is the way it works out. But- I've been eyeballing yeah. those cameras. It's about $1,800 for just the body and then, you know, whatever nice. the lenses are. Hell yeah. Yes. Dylan, what's up? Welcome to the chat. I did prank Dylan last week. He's saying, Josh pranked me so good last week. Well, yeah, I did. I don't know if it's podcast worthy, but essentially Doug, um, Dylan makes our edits for the reels on Instagram. Boy, and he he? What an amazing, that's, where's the applause? Because yeah. holy cow, this, the work of this young man is mind blowing. And also his personal work's good. Go follow whatever it is. Yeah. What is it? Dylan Young. Trick kid, right? Trick kid. That's what it is. Yeah, boy. No doubt he'll pop it up in the chat here in, in just a second. <laughs> but he sent me a reel that I didn't end up posting. But <clears throat> in the reel, like, 
um, he used a screenshot of his email and was like scrolling through, but it's so fast, you can't see anything unless you pause it. So I paused it and I could see it. <laughs> Dylan, bless his soul. He, uh, it shows like all his school emails, like from different teachers. So I was like, oh, I, I did a gig in New Zealand once. Do you know it, uh, such and such? And he's like, oh my God, that's like my favorite teacher. Anyway, I kept going for a while. <laughs> and he was convinced that I just knew so many people. And then I said, well, it, you know, when people work for me, it's my job to know more about them than they'd think. And he's like, holy crap, I will never cross you because how the hell are you doing this? Yeah. And then eventually he's like, oh, you're, you hacked into my email. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, but you know, that's just, that's a, any magician can. And then I was like, all right, man, look, let me just show you. It's your edit. You basically showed me like your last 20 emails. Pre-show. And that's a lesson on taking advantage of your surroundings, my friends. Take advantage of your surroundings. Yes. But uh, look, Doug, you were in some pretty unique surroundings last week. Tell us, man, how's the bloody convention? You were working yeah, there. Yeah, I what was the Society uh, of American Magicians National Conference in the sweltering heat of the Big Easy. It was hot. Mm. I have a gig story I'll start with, although this conference for me actually started with uh, this group, the Society of Young Magicians. And they, they said, Doug, would you spend some time with us Saturday? So I took a little time out of my schedule the day before, went down. And it was just a handful of youth at this point a day early. But I thought, man, if you guys are willing to corral a bunch of pros to teach the youth, I'm going to be part of it. So that's how I started my week. And uh, I'm going to say if this convention got anything right, it's that. They have this amazing support for the youth. Uh, so, yeah, I did that Saturday. My the convention started Sunday, and for me, that was check-in, and then I did a uh, welcome party that night, and it was great to see a lot of local mm -hmm. professionals who I haven't seen really since COVID, at uh, least of which is my buddy Dante, and Dante doesn't have the name and magic that he deserves, but what a talent he is. Uh, the gig story comes on my lecture, opening the opening event Monday morning where I decide to open with the cups and balls. I'm like, let's get this party off to a good start with the cups, you know, and, and, uh, I bring out the cups, I bring out the ball, I set it on the table and it falls off the table and falls down the floor. And, and oh no, there's no better way to start a, a session for your peers at the national conference than dropping your first prop to the ground. So, uh, yeah. Just a moment of silence for that drop ball. Thank you, everyone. I don't know. What do I talk about here? The lecture went fine. I got to see a lot of good friends. There's a lot of great shows. Um, and the youth. The youth did a full, uh, a full performance that blew my mind. And this, too. We had a female MC. In fact, half of the performers at this convention were female. You know, Tina Lenart was a headliner. Meadow Perry, a wonderful really? bubble artist was uh yeah she headlined the whole thing she was the honoree here's the here's the cover this is uh the cover of the program uh, convention honoree tina lenert uh that's you can't see it at home but this is the convention poster of everyone who was there except conspicuously absent john rocker bomber a local oh. who i was really hoping to see uh he wasn't there but paul wilson and friends was there wow uh, did i see farquhar was there 
Sean Farquhar was there as an attendee. He did take the stage and uh, promote an upcoming, it's a deck release that has some interesting things intertwined. You'll be hearing about it soon. He kind of promoted the uh, thing there and hosted the awards ceremony. Uh, Jeffrey Wang. Have you seen Jeffrey Wang's social I'm media? Such, such a fan of him and his techniques. Such a fan. You know, when he took the stage, and the contest was interesting because they combined stage and close-up. In fact, I think they had a lack of competitors. They were actually endorsing people to, like, come compete. It's like, hey, all we need competitors. Come on. So only six competitors. And when he took the stage, and it was at a thousand-seat theater, the camera's on him, and he's the close-up coin guy. You know, I know he's – man, he owned it. He owned it, and he got the People's Choice Award. He got a Silver Award of Merit, and he got first place – and in addition to all those medals, you walk away with like, I don't know, $2,500 or giving you some cash these days. And, wow. and it's great to have a representation, a representative of uh, social media and sleight of hand as our national champion for this country. I was Damn. super happy to shake his hand and tell him congratulations. You know, I have a question regarding the youth of, of magic. You know, we sort of get concerned sometimes that the, the next generation of magicians coming up, does it look hopeful? On your side of the planet, like, is there some good talent coming up? Is there lots of potential? Okay. So let me, I, I reflected as I was at this convention, like, wow, the last couple conventions I attended, one had zero children. Zero. And if the other one had one, it was unmemorable for me. And if you were there, young man, I apologize, or young woman, for forgetting you. Whereas this convention says, we need to support, we need to grow the art. What can we do to make this happen? And it's obvious that these Society of Young Magician rings have representatives that are doing their part to, you know, foster the youth in their community and bring them to events like this. And hand in hand to that, kudos to the parents. And let me say this, it was a pleasure to speak to some of the children's parents who watch and learn from me on YouTube and who reaffirm that what I'm doing is right. And, uh, you know, I had some private messages with these people and hearing from the children themselves uh, saying, you know, Mr. Khan, thank you for what you do. Uh, you know, there's some Asian uh, uh, people I can't pronounce their names. You know who you are. It's nice to meet you. I can, I, I'm not going to name all the names, but I made new friends this week. Do you think it's like the old way of thinking that deters kids from wanting to be part of the community? Like a lot of times these things you want to perform and then, you know, they approach their elders, so to speak. And it can be a little menacing for kids to be, you know, when, when someone. Yeah, of, in fact, I had a parent or, relate that to me. He was like, Vincent really wanted to chat with you, but he's so shy. And I'm like, well, Vincent missed an opportunity because I'd be happy to speak with him all day long. Um. So, yeah, it is daunting for young children, but also this, I think they don't have the same kind of windows, maybe some of, uh, I know, like I had, we'd walk into a magic shop and there's five professionals there on a Saturday or, you know, or something like that, or nothing else, you talk to the counter guy. So, so yeah, as the club scene kind of is dying, and this reflects at this national conference, which had hundreds of people, the last one I was at in New Orleans had over a thousand. So it's evident mm -hmm. that these... Congresses are not what they used to be. You know, of course, you book your event two weeks away from Magic Live. Your numbers are going to be down anyway, right? Mm. Yeah. Do you think it's kind of up to us to, like, extend the hand of friendship to the youth and be encouraging in that sense? Yeah. Like, when you see a talent and just, and just be like, hey, I'm – like, and you, you approach them timid-like and say, I just want to say that I'm such a fan of yours. There's one um, kid here. His name is Orlando, and I hardly see him. Right. I hardly ever see him. He never comes to like any of the uh, jam sessions or anything like that. He's very, very young. But I'm such a fan of this kid. 
I'm such a fan. I think he's only just clicked over like 10 years old, but I've been a fan of his for like the past four years. Whenever I see him, I only ever see him at the junior championships when he performs there. I love this kid. He is yeah. such a superstar in the making. And like, I would love this kid to be my protege any day of the week. Like, and I, but I never see him. And I'm so encouraging when I see him. I'm like, I don't know if you know me. He's like, I know you. I'm like, bro, bro, I'm such a fan. Please keep going and do not stop. Do you think though that it's not that the youth, <clears throat> it's not that like that particular convention isn't supporting kids, but rather maybe it's the kids are only following like the conventions that the people they watch do magic are presenting at. Like the Cardistry Con, for example, is like full of youth, right? And then, like even the Vanishing Ink one. I bet that I bet the Vanishing Ink is crawling, but that they support it like no other. They have a full scholarship program and bring families there, you know, mm. on their dime. That's what you need to do right there. So, do you think maybe it's that? It's just that, like, they're just finding the ones to go to that are like have their people at yeah at that or the stuff that they that want to sense. learn right now. That makes like sense. at Magic Live. I've only been to Magic Live once, and I am definitely going next year. Hold me to it. When I was there, you know, it's it is a lot more of the older generation that are going there. Obviously, Vegas is a, a twenty-one plus place anyway, but there were like not that many people. Like the year we went, Nick, like there was not many people younger than us there. You know, like hmm. at all. Well, Even it is though Vegas too, right? So not the place sure. you bring and your kids to lollygag. Totally, and you're totally right, but. Um, it was, yeah, like it was just interesting because I, I think the program and stuff that they had and like the people that were going to it were great, but they pr- like aren't probably people in the mainstream that young like young kids would look at and go, holy crap, you know. That's my yeah. two cents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob's right. I said I was going for the last <laughs> few years. You're right, Bob. Look, it's just <laughs> <laughs> like it was either Magic Live or the Sony ZVE-1, and this time I took the ZVE-1, okay? All right, Bob, the next year. <laughs> I'm salivating to be there. Everyone I know asked me, you're going to be a badge live, badge live? Mm. No. Yeah. Hell this yeah. is we where I need to start talking about the Texas Association of Magicians that I'll be at at the beginning of September, so I can't cram in Ooh. Magic Live. And on that note, I bet their attendance is down too because it's right around Magic Live. But we are committing right now to being there next year, correct? All three of us. Let's go. This is it. Let's do it. This is the commitment. Yes. Dylan, you can hold us to this, all right? A year this from clip. today, we're in Vegas. Hell yeah. We're, we're, we're drinking a beer. I don't Magic drink beer. We're, we're drinking alcohol. Las Vegas Magic Live. Yeah. Yeah. We should think of something that secretly will let people know they're a fellow Magic guy if they're there. I don't know if it's... The shirt might be too much, but maybe it's a pin or it's a, there should be something. So we all know, all right, you're, we'll you're all be hyped guy. up on pre-show. We'll know on pre-workout. We'll <laughs> all be like, let's go. We'll yeah, be able to yeah. sense it. There'll be yep, a calisthenics right. class uh, right next to the blackjack table being run by Doug. Now we're yeah. talking. It's my real skin. We all, we could all order these fancy magic guy stickers and wear them on maybe like, you know, that'd be appropriate. That could work. That could work. That's a nice sticker, Doug. That is the support sticker available at themagicguyshow.com. I unboxed this stick. I did an unboxing on my YouTube channel. You should go watch it. <laughs> YouTube, Doug Gunn. I unboxed it on my last live. It's a fancy sticker. 
I know where it's going. I'd show you, but it's underneath the things I haven't unpacked yet from the convention because I procrastinate. Nice. Very busy procrastinator. <laughs> All right, let's do some gig stories. Now, Doug already told us his, but let me yeah, find this thing. Yeah, show your and drop crap on the floor. Good times. Gig story. <laughs> Hell yeah. Where is it? Here we go. So gig stories are little moments of magic either while performing or just while are going about our day-to-day life, which we share with you guys for posterity, starting with, I'll start with today, actually, just to save you some time. Um, so I had so many stories this week, some hilarious, some absolutely filthy, but this one is going to be a wholesome story. And it's because it's based around my good friend, Eugene Wong. So my friend Eugene is a director and has helped uh, the magic community here a whole bunch. In fact, I've mentioned a few times in the past that we have this thing called Magicians at Work. Uh, I'll be doing it next Wednesday, actually. And what it is, is magicians get together. We meet at the Art Center uh, here in Melbourne because we are trying our very best to get magic recognized as an art form. Uh, reason being is that you can't get any grants. If uh, You can get arts grants to do magic shows, but until we get that recognition, we can't use grants to produce really good magic for our community. Now, that aside... I was at an event where I was doing an awards ceremony first thing in the morning. Had to get up at five in the morning, arrive at six, sound check, perform at seven. Working man. You bet. And so I was there and Eugene was in the audience as part of this awards night, as part of this big business networking thing. And I grace the stage. I do my set. And it was one of the best performances I think I've, I've had uh, this year. And it was absolutely awesome. Eugene has been there since basically year two of my career and has seen my progression. So I finished the set and he sends me this lovely message and it just says, really well done today, Nick. They loved you. And rightfully so. You aced it. It's the best performance I've ever seen you do as an all-round entertainer. I hope you're pleased with yourself. I love seeing how much you've evolved as a performer. And that was just a really beautiful exchange. And there's a whole bunch of stuff after that that goes way too long but i just thought that it's really nice when you've had someone who whose words carry a lot of weight and someone who knows the industry and they share really beautiful moments and have seen your progression and give you that acknowledgement it's good to know how far you've come to know where you're going and that's my gig story that's really nice do you do you start every show by saying just for preference just for reference i've been in a band for the last 10 years before magic <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to ask yeah, that. That's a good backstory, actually, for a magician. Well, no, know, it is. Like, when, we, when we have a guest, I think it's only fair that I explain that to them. I don't, I don't assume they know me. I think that's egotistical. They would know me in my life. No one I just, someone, someone mentioned last week, they're like, why does Nick say every episode that he's been in a band for 10 years? So I just want <laughs> Who I'm talking to? And so we made it a drinking game. But anyway. <laughs> you know. say, one, of my, one of my most important mentors and one of the best magicians I've ever seen in my life. Jim Cellini started out as a, a rock star back in the sixties. He used to work the clubs singing rock music. Wow. Anyway, sorry, not to stop your gig stories. And then, so, so you had the wholesome one and then what, after that you had a, a drunk. Hey, a filthy one? Oh, there's yeah. so many. This week was just <laughs> filled to the brim with them. It was insane. But, um, okay. So I was performing in my residency. I think it was probably later that evening or the next day. And what had happened was I approached a group, a table and a group of ladies, a little more senior in in, in vintage, 
Um, but absolutely lovely. And they were just having a really fun night out, you know, get the girls together. They're away from their kids. They're having a great time. I'm doing my thing. They're being super flirty. I'm not, but I'm being very polite. I do my magic bits, this and this and that. They ask for a business card. I say, no problem. Now, my business card has my office number on there. It's a mobile number, but it goes to an office mobile number so that I don't have to deal oh. with things, okay? And I mediate all that through my business partner and I try to make my problems his problems. Anyway, after the gig, he was like, hey, you need to call me. And I'm like, okay. So I finished the set. And we have this conversation. It was like, my phone was blowing up last night. And I'm like, like, what happened? It was like all these texts from these girls, like, who's Jade? And I'm like, oh, it was like Jade and the girls. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, those girls. And so it was like pressing, I've changed the name just for, for, for reasons. But I was like, you know, all this stuff. And then basically they were like, they started calling him. And they were like, yeah, like, you need to come back. Is this Nick? And it's like, no, this is Nathan. This is the, his business partner. We we run an agent. This is an agency's office number. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, uh, tell Nick to come back. Like, um, ask him if he's DTF. It's about to say, were the ladies hot to trot? Yeah, they were what? literally texting like, hey, man, DTF, question mark. And then he was like, wow. oh, well, this is an office number. We run a respectful full business. Um, you know, Nick would never behave in such a manner. And they were like, oh, okay. Well, what do you look like? And they were like, send us photos. And they started just like berating him with like, like they wow. were just so, and here's the thing. Like that is despicable behavior for men behaving towards a woman that way. But it's remarkable that when it comes the opposite direction, there's a little more comedy about it. I think that's that, interesting. That's true. And for anyone wondering, DTF just means diagonal thumb fan. Okay. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. And he clearly was DTF in Most that, in that sense. Most senior ladies have great DTF stuff. <clears throat> oh, don't get me started. There was a show on TV, like on yeah. <laughs> mainstream TV about very much that. And uh, they wild. They be wild. Age mm. doesn't slow anyone down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll right, testify Doug. to that yeah yeah boy all right good good uh geek stories there okay all right are we signing off to me there's another one that was standing out that is enough i think i would love to hear your story okay mine so i'm just going to synopsize my weekend this is not a particular one story it's just that i did three of the most different gigs you could do uh so the first event was probably my favorite and it was, I've never had this before. Um, there's a, a venue here called the Tivoli in Brisbane. Really nice. It's got like a Great Gatsby theme kind of inside. It's like very warm colors, you know, red velvet uh, curtains and and all of the, you know, chairs and everything like that is made according to that theme. They have a room in there, <clears throat> which they call the parlor room. They literally call it that. And this event was being ran by Wild Applause Entertainment, which is a lady, Ali, who I've worked with for a long time, kind of like an upmarket circus agency, like Cirque du Soleil style. So she brings in all these acts <clears throat> and they set up this parlor room to be like a parlor games room. So when they're having this cocktail event, the characters that are roaming around will bring people into this room and they'll have these special stuff happen. <clears throat> anyway, they wanted to start with me and have magic in there. So they bring in like 10 people 
They'd sit down. I'm in like this big red velvet, like Game of Thrones kind of chair and this table, my close-up pad. And I do, I get to do close-up magic for these 10 people just for like 10 minutes and then they leave and then I'm like, all right, cool. And then they open their code and, and they found like another 10 people because they heard people reacting. So other people have sort of gathered at this curtain because they've closed it. And like, oh, some more people want to come in. Anyway, for this like two hours, I just stayed in this room the whole time because they just kept bringing in more groups. Sounds like a dream gig. <clears throat> it was the best gig ever. It was like the the most enjoyable type of close-up magic because you've got their attention for that 10 minutes. There's no distractions. And then they just leave and you get to do it again. And it was dope. So I do that event. Let's, really wait, great. Let's all let's all promote booking this kind of entertainment in our universe. <clears throat> this yeah. is the way yeah. magic can be booked at your event. You set up a little magic theater in a little spot. Your attendees go see it. They have a great time. It doesn't interfere mm. with everything else. And let me tell you this. I'm at the SAM party and Mike's like, hey, have fun. I did the opening night. He's like, you know, I did ask a DJ to come in because we needed some background music, but we're not going to turn it up too loud because I know you have to perform. Mike Dardan was loud as shit, you asshole. <clears throat> <God damn> <laughs> fucking 10 all night. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I found um, after once I'd finished, they brought in um, this guy named Nick, who is a fantastic circus performer. And just to show you like what the room was like. So this is. So he was doing some balloon twisting for these corporates afterwards, but you can see like the layout, like they've all got their own chairs, that big red chair that that lady's in is where I was sitting. Um, And so even him in that room was killing it. He was playing a Frenchman, like teaching them with a lot of innuendos, (laughs) balloon twisting, and they loved it. Um, So that was the first gig. Yeah, please, clients, just book us for that because it's so fun and it's like a it's like zero effort. I always <laughs> bring my so table. Fun. When I get booked to stroll, I still bring the table and I tell them what you need is a stationary place where people can come enjoy my work. Mm. And sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't, you know, but if I can do street shows in your environment and you think I need to be strolling in, everyone's going to have more fun. Guaranteed. Totally. So that was the first night. So that was like Friday night. So Saturday night, complete different, complete chaos. I'm doing a stage show, but it's in this venue that is, the worst room for a stage show because it's not only is it just a wide room, but it's wide and it curves around because it's part of the cricket stadium here in Brisbane. So a stadium, they make the room so that it's all facing the glass to look out in the room, but the curtains are down and the curvature is going the wrong way. So like if the curve goes like this, my stage is here and the room is like, so like there are actually tables that can't physically see the stage. So it's kind of convexed and people are sitting behind you because you're sitting basically at the top of the hill. In a sense. Yeah. 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 So it's not um, because the stadium is massive. It's a slight curve. But yeah, if you're at the back, you can't see it. So luckily I've played this room before in roving. So I knew that would happen. So I said to the client, look, I actually wouldn't recommend doing a show here. um, But if you insist on a show, What we do is we cut it shorter. So instead of 30 minutes, we make it 20 minutes. And I'm going to bring in my videographer. He's going to have a wireless camera. I know there's lots of TVs in this room. We're going to do it so that I play the show to the camera. So so I can move around the room and everyone's seeing it, but also everyone's going to see me at some point. And um, so we rehearse it all. Like there's still little issues like sound because we're using the in-house like the venue's speakers, which are never made for like audio and surround sound and stuff. 
<clears throat> anyway, I'm so lucky and thankful that Dan from Shack Studios, who makes all my promo videos over the last like eight years, that we just work so well together. He also helped us in Showman with video projection, but he was a rock star. He knew my show and he was like just setting up shots that were so good. Like now all of a sudden the show is great because you've got Rubik's Cube stuff and like cameras on it and it's like, you know, taking up the whole screen and then you've got people's reactions like on their face and we were playing to <clears throat> the actual faces of the audience's reaction, reacting rather than just a wide shot of me on a, on a, on a stage, which is so boring. And would, you share, would you say your experience with the showman led you to be able to make these decisions? Uh, no, I, I would say just having been put in these unfortunate venues for a while has put me in this, like yeah. this frame Had of you mind. Added video elements to your show before. Yeah, when it's we've been doing. So generally, whenever it's an audience above two hundred people, I normally recommend to the client having it projected on the screen. Um, and then I would say, and you know, for an extra thousand dollars or whatever, I can have my videographer come and do that so the production level goes up a lot and the show becomes different um but in this yeah and actually <clears throat> not only was this a wide room but there was 330 people in the room so even if it was a good stage size i would have still said you need uh production but right. just ever more so so anyway long story short this is like the worst room you could ever have a show in and fortunately like it went really well uh, i had to be so fast with like zero dead time luckily we had really great audience members that i picked and i made a vlog about all of this too so probably in the next two days there'll be a vlog come up about the horrendous room and then actual show footage because dan being a legend press record when he was streaming it so that was saturday so i've gone from ah oh, this is easy this is nice eight people to 330 people you know, if you don't keep their attention, it's going to be so loud and you're going to lose them. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And then we come to Sunday. <laughs> so I don't do kids shows, but I, I do. say you're at an eight-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> yes, Doug. Yes. So I don't do kids shows. I just don't. I do family shows, you know, do stage shows where families come, but I don't do kids shows. Yeah, buddy. Um, I'm not, I'm just not good at it. I'm not saying I'm at a level where I don't need to, none of that. It's just, I'm not good at it. It's a unique animal. Absolutely. And I credit to those guys that are good at it. Yeah. It's also um, just people are made for that. Like so, some people it's their bread and butter and it's yeah. the same type of thing, you know, like I'm not going to go to a Izakaya Japanese restaurant and say, I would like spaghetti bolognese. Like there's chefs, horses for courses, chefs for courses, magicians for kids parties. That's absolutely, absolutely. And <laughs> The reason I took it, so I probably end up doing maybe three a year, I would say. And it's when it's usually when a client that's booked me before is like, could I book you for my kids thing or whatever? So it happened to be uh, this girl that I, I know from when I was like, when I had finished school and I did my personal training course, this girl worked at there and she was a superstar at her job and everyone stayed in contact who did that course. Anyway, she's, she's gone, hey, I show my kids like all your videos. They love you. They think you're a star. And um, we're not going to the Ecker this year, but I'm creating like a mini Ecker for their birthday, joint birthday party. So it's like eight and 12 they're turning. or Yeah, eight and 12. And because uh, I'm performing at the Ecker, which is just like a big uh, carnival here in, here in the city, the biggest carnival we have in Brisbane. <clears throat> so she's like, it'd be It'd be amazing if like you come, then it's like really like this carnival, but on a mini scale. 
I'm like, for you, I'll do it. So, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've done a kid's show, but essentially all these kids have been pre-pumped with sugar before I get there. And, um, they're all sitting there and just every kid has their own attitude of like, TikTok came up a lot. They're like, um, can I film this for TikTok? I'm like, what? You're like seven, get out of here. <laughs> or they're like, um, <laughs> they're like, what's that called? Uh, and they're like, oh, let me film it in slow-mo on my camera so I can rewatch it. I'm like, what is happening here? Long story short, like they all enjoy the show because they all come up to me and they're like, can you write your name on my arm? And they all want like signatures and stuff. You know, kids are so weird like that. Um, so they all enjoyed it. But like through the show, they're just like one kid just insists on standing right behind me the whole time. So every two minutes, I'm like, little Timmy, that's your spot over there or you can't help. It's like 10. I shouldn't say little. And, um, you know, just the restraint to not like coat hanger. It's surprising what the parents of these kids get away with. They're like, you know, all right, Timmy, this is where you go screw with the magician. Have fun. I'll be in the bar. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's right. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of the parents afterwards, they're like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, well, you know, (laughs) I don't want to go to jail. That's how you do it. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I don't. I don't. This was a favor to a friend. I don't do this. Let me say something up the back of that. So on my Sunday, same deal. We have a residency at uh, Eastland, which is another holy moly. And we're typically there for customer experience, but also they host a lot of functions, which are typically kids' parties. So from six-year-olds to like 14-year-olds, right? And um, like same thing, six-year-old, awesome. You rock up and can I have a go? Can I have a go? That, that's the thing. So my just dream. You pull a coin behind everyone's ear and every every kid's ear and everyone feels special. It's absolutely awesome. I finished my set. The kid, the mother comes over to me and goes, um, Leroy asked if you would like some ice cream birthday cake. He really wants you to have some. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And then not only did he do that, it was like Leroy came up to me, Mr. Magician. I'm like, yes, Leroy. He goes, um, thank you so much for your show. I would like you to have this party bag. And he gave me a party bag filled with like candies and party poppers and all kinds of stuff. And it's, I was like it was the sweetest little boy at six years old. And I'm just like, oh, like when we talk about the youth before, I'm like, I feel like as long as there's more kids like Leroy, we're like the world's going to be an amazing place. And then I did the 14 year olds after that. And it was like me, mom in the corner uh, and a couple of guys with gray hair in the back. Um, and the kids just being feral. You know what I mean? Egotistical kids, 13, 14, whatever else. And I have this line where I just turn to the to the old folks and I go, remember when you used to be able to hit a kid? <laughs> wow. Just straight up. <laughs> and 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 like and grandpa was like, yeah, man. <laughs> it was like so- <laughs> Yeah, man. Get the belt off. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it literally work. over the he goes, Yeah, man, you can't do now <laughs> well timed <laughs> and i turned to this little this little kid and i was just like you don't know how lucky you are kid <laughs> like I really yeah i mean yeah. i gotta say like these kids the show you know for their um max and maddie like happy birthday you are great your friends are great they're just full of sugar that's all i'm saying full of sugar maybe too much sugar. And every kid's like, yeah, can I have a turn? Can you do that to me? Can I pick a card? I want to see, can, show me the cards, you know, whatever. It, it's crazy. And then, so my line, when I looked at the audience, I was like, huh, this feels just like a drunk corporate gig. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
But speaking of, of our geek stories, we do have a voicemail sent in by the Christian magician, a.k.a. Matthew Mosley. Ma- Matthew Mosley? Matthew Mosley. What is it, Doug? I call him Matthew. Yeah, okay. Great name. Thank you, by the way, speakpipe.com. The link is in the description. Please send in your voicemails. Tell us a story. Tell us what's going on at your gigs. But um, here's one of his recent gig story. Okay, so I was out busking this one time. This was a few weeks ago. Uh, but, yeah, I was performing for this just this one spectator. It was a slow day, and he comes up with his dog. And so I have, like, dog treats and things, but I just ran out. And so I squeaked the little toy, let her play with the toy a little bit. Um, and normally I have it for the kids, but dogs are fine, too. And five minutes later, I'm finishing my set, and I hear crash my whole bag falls onto the ground because the dog jumps up and rips it out (laughs) and so me and the spectator are laughing for like the next 10 minutes about it as i'm picking all this stuff up but yeah that's my gig story heckled by a dog that's got to be a new one for me that's got to be a new one and thank you for sending that in what are your thoughts he's got dog treats in the bag in his magic you're asking for trouble true that is true is that what's going on, Matthew? You got dog treats in your bag of tricks? I think that's what he's saying. That's one and too dog- many things. It depends. Mm. Is he feeding it to the kids? Is there's a sort of like, yeah, have a treat, kid. You're lovely. <laughs> it's an inside trick. Teach that kid <laughs> to mount up in my show. On this. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. I met my brother eat dog food once. We were like, you know, he was like four, so he doesn't remember it, so it's fine. But yeah, that's Busking problems, I guess, is what you got to deal with. Children and animals, WC Field said it. Leave them, away, leave them alone. Yeah. 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 The show yeah. is no, no. Do you ever get dogs barking when, like, when you'd be trying to do sets? You no, know, they're prevalent in the French Quarter. Like, yeah, they're all over the place. It's not unusual to have uh, your act interrupted. In fact, I, I have a street. One of my street clips from like early 2000s is up, and right in the middle of my show, a dog goes right through the crowd. You know, it's... <laughs> You just, yeah, they're, they're all over the French Quarter. It's a very European city where people walk everywhere. So we do have them barking on our podcast every now and again. That little noisemaker of yours, Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Nice. These hey, look, days I they just it's... have lots of cat hair on the close up pads. That's the only. Yeah. That, you know, I got to feed Jack occasionally, but all he eats is sponge eggs. So it's yeah, a question. Good. Like, do you guys have to have like lint rollers before you go and do a show all the time? Like I keep one in my bag. This Here's um, the working tip. Cat brush. Uh, Fine hair oh. cat brush. Perfect. Conjure.com. Perfect. Here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I own, we have... Right now, six lint brushes in this house. We have one per room, and I have two in my car. One in the front of the car, one in the boot, because when I'm getting ready at a gig, I'm going to the boot to open my case and everything. So I, so I lint before I leave, but then when I'm in the car, I'm going to get hair on me because the, the dog crates are in the car. So I get out, and now I have to do it a second lint. So, yes, you, I absolutely invest in many, many lint rollers. <laughs> Like I keep yes. one in my bag just in case. It's been in there for maybe eighteen months. It's still like unopened, but I keep it there just in case. Like there's nothing worse than 
you, you go do it like a house party or something and they're like, oh, have a seat and perform for us. And then you get up and you're covered in white hair. Like it's, yeah, yeah I couldn't imagine that. Like I thought to myself, like if I have a wife and kids someday, then I'm going to have like a magic room and it's like no one's allowed in there, especially if you're if you're a hairy four-legged creature. Like mm. never, never in the room. No, like that is very much this room. Like it's always closed, always closed. Um, Quarantine. Yeah, absolutely. Because like the little one would just come in and pee in here, I'm sure, you know, and it'd be like, hey, that's my spot. No one else pees in here. And it would just be a nightmare, you know. You but hey, that's right. I can do whatever I want in this goddamn room. I got a Sony ZV-1. I'm the freaking king. All right. I can <laughs> pee on stuff if I want. Hey, I want to see what uh, <laughs> I want to see what product is out this week. Nick, can we roll into your review? Is that cool? Let's, let's do it. Roll the tape. Hell yeah. Right, friends, this week's product is an interesting one. And the reason I decided to review it was because I was in the process of actually developing a piece of software with a friend of mine, uh, not realizing that this product can do what I was thinking, plus so much more. So let me give an example of what we can do here. So as I reach through this pack of playing cards and make a prediction, and then I can have a card chosen by Siri. So let's say, hey, Siri, pick a card. Okay. It's the King of Hearts. The King of Hearts. Now, anyone who's ever tried this before knows that that does it at random. But what's amazing now is that it is actually a perfect match. Mm. You can do stuff like this. and Thank you. You can do stuff like this and so much more with this trick called Vox by David Jonathan. Okay. So effectively what this is, is a card at any number. There are many versions of this card at any number. But with this particular version, it uses a deck which you can perform entirely hands-off and your phone. So it's arguably, people might say that like, oh, well, the Akon's just there to impress magicians. And it's like, well, I kind of disagree. I think you need to go and perform it for real folk. And you'll see the many versions of this, which I'll mention in a little bit later. But first, we'll talk about what you get. So you get over two hours of video tutorials explaining all the different versions uh, of this trick, as well as an accompanying PDF which is invaluable because it's what is used to help set up everything on your phone, okay? Um, what's also great is that there is a Vox uh, online community on pod, on, on, the, um, on Facebook, which is absolutely awesome because anything that promotes Magic Community in my books is A-OK. -okay. The difficulty of this trick, not difficult in, at all. And the reason it's not so difficult is because you don't even need to touch the deck or... You don't even need to do any memory work because Vox can do everything for you. And at the very most, all you'll need to do is get a bit of a glimpse of either the top or bottom card because we'll go, which because you have to obviously use a stack, which we'll talk about now in the pros and cons. So Pro, he shares so many versions of this trick. Now the beauty of that is that with all my, all these versions that he shares, you can choose one that best fits your performance style. Like there's a version that is a freely named card. He does a stage version. There's even a version where you can have the spectator use their Siri to pick a card, and then you use your Siri to find the number 1 to 52, and then it's found in the deck that's been cut slash shuffled I by like this. spectator. It is so great. And with so many versions, it's really only limited by your own creativity. You don't need an assistant to do this. You can literally do this 
on your own covertly, and it's all covered in the video tutorial on how easy that is to do. You can perform it 100% hands-off and never touch the deck. You can do it with no forces. There is no reset. It uses a real Siri. Not, it's not an app pretending to be Siri. Oh, hello. But this is the genuine Siri, okay? And you can also perform it in different languages as well. So there's some folks who might see this product and think to themselves like, well, I can't do that. In the tutorial, he covers a way that you can perform it in your native tongue um, because Siri supports, I think, 21 languages. So that's one of the benefits of that. Khan, it does use yes. a stack. Okay. <laughs> it does use a stack, Doug. It does use a stack. Um, you can use any stack you like. Uh, I think it's set up for it in your Monica, but you don't need to wow. know the stack. You don't need to know the stack because the genius method just does the work for you. So you don't need to spend hours upon hours learning it. But if you are learning it, this is a really nice accomplice for you. As far as the technology goes, it is only available on the iPhone 8 or newer. Okay which I don't think is a problem. I mean, the last time I saw a iPhone 8 was like in a museum. So I think you'll be totally fine with that. Um, now, as far as the explanations go, and this is not like I say it's a con, but what I mean is that look, there is so much information and it might seem a little dry, like, but you need to give it your full attention. You can't be like watching this tutorial and sort of like scrolling. You need to give it your full attention because the information that David's giving in this project is so good. So my advice is that when you go through the tutorials, go through each version like a week at a time and play with this over like the next month. Because once you understand how this works, the sky's the limit and it's absolutely awesome. Now, on to cost. There are two versions that you can purchase of this trick. An instant download version, which is $37 Australian. And the other version, which is a package for $47. Now, I insist that you get the download version because it eliminates the need for you to have anything like rattling around, taking up real estate in your drawer. And everything you'll get everything immediately, access to the PDF, and be able to rock this trick within a few minutes, okay? Um, and, of course, if you stick around, we'll give you guys a code so you can get an even better discount on this. So when I started to explore who is this for – it's, it's for me, I think it's perfect for anyone who does any sort of social media, right? Because if you're smart about it, like I was at the very beginning of this video, you can have it choose a card at random, wink, wink, if you know what I mean. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, that's money right there. You said like you had to do a stack, but you don't because you can use that feature, right? So the, only, the, the only thing that makes me sad a little bit is that I've on my social videos, been doing this for real, getting it to name a card. And then <laughs> I, I legitimately. He did that trick and I'm like, Josh has been busting his butt doing the real work all this and, time. And, and now, even though I'll do it for real, still, people will know there is a method. So that must be but the no, method. But not so much because I should have known. Like, I look, I glossed this app over as a card any number I don't need. But maybe I need Siri to be able to say things I want her to. But here's the thing. The beauty of this trick is that it's not a method that a lot of people know, if anyone knows. And that's where the strength of this comes from. So I don't want to overshare on what you can achieve because I promise you there's a lot more you can actually do with this. So what I will say is that when there's a new method, it's going to fool the planet for the for years until it becomes gets to a point where it's like so well shared or everything else. This is not spreading like wildfire yet. And I've been talking to my magic friends about it and showing them what it's capable of. And they've gone, how have I not seen this? 
And I don't know how that's happened either. So when I came across it, this is an older product. This is by all means a much older product. And rather than talking about the latest and greatest, I'm just talking about great products. Well, it's not this that old. Is- it's not that old. I'm, you know, I just thought Siri does card at any number. And I said, yeah, I don't need this in my life. I, I love magic apps and have a lot. And I was like, I don't think I need this one. But I didn't really think of it as a Siri toolkit. Absolutely. And that's, and that's it is, the- right. Exactly. And so because it's a method that not many people know about, it's going, it's going to be something that you guys should take advantage of and use for your own social media. So as far as who is it for, I say that if you're a creative, get it. If you perform on social media, get it. If you do any stack work, get it. And if you're going to get it, make sure you get it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code PIPERGUYS, all one word, uppercase Piper guys, you can get a discount on all, not just this product, but every single purchase on Piper Magic for the entire month of August. So if you've been holding back in need of sponge balls, decks of cards, flash paper, by all means, place your order through, put down discount code Piper guys, and you guys, our listeners, will get a discount on all your purchases from Piper guys. And that is my Piper Magic product review. Nice. I'm sold. Nice. Somebody just asked, um, do you have any methods for learning mnemonic? Uh, Vipul, do you have any tips on learning mnemonic? Non-math stacks are too yeah. tough. There is a really cool uh, game that you can play on your phone. Um, I'm going to dig it up for you guys. Give me half a tick. Um, and you can learn mnemonic playing this game effectively. Yeah, it's called the Ultimate Mnemonica Trainer. Um this thing here, the ultimate mnemonica trainer. And you can basically like, it comes with, it teaches you several stacks like um, Aronson's and everything else, but it's a game that you play and like there's different rounds. And so I think it's broken up into like, like 13 cards each time sort of thing. And um, yeah, you just tackle it little by little and it makes you learn it in different ways. So I might ask you like the number first, and then you think of the card and then it might, then the next round will be like, okay, what's the card? Then you mention the number and then they start mixing them so that it becomes this really fun in-game learning experience. So it is a really fun way. It's five bucks or something like that, mm. like five or 10 bucks. It's like, it's yeah. peanuts. So it is an absolute cracking, cracking product. Um, and that's a really fun way to learn your stack work guys. And just to keep it fresh as well. Like you sit in the toilet and play it. <laughs> yeah, the app gets my vote too. Yeah, I mean TikTok is for the toilet. I mean, maybe you'd find somewhere else to use the trainer. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden everyone's views go down because they're all playing this mnemonic game. <laughs> Traditionally, yeah, yeah. the the writing the stack numbers on the back of the cards and then shuffling the deck face up and face down, hmm. and then running the numbers forwards and backwards in that fashion at random is a good way to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the old school way and how I learned for sure. Yeah. I I just did it thirteen, the first thirteen cards at a time, and then progressively yeah, moved on. Take them in batches. That's a good way. Because we can all think we can we all know four phone numbers, um, and essentially it's just remembering like four lots of thirteen cards. When you break it down, it's actually very attainable, and your brain will start to do weird linking things. Like for me, I know that the Queen of Hearts is eleven because I think of two lips like kissing like two lips kissing, which is 11. 
And like, and that just happened. And like your brain would just do all these weird things that will remember. Like Many people advocate reason, learning by making those associations to begin with. It's, you know, it's a great absolutely. memory technique. You just create those to start with and then you lock it in that way. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a song. go that route, but it works. I believe, didn't they make a song uh, oh, on YouTube? It's the most, oh my God, it is the most deadpan song. It's like, it, oh. it sounds like you David know, Blaine sings it and it's like, Wonderful. This is, this is something Tamara advocates. And I actually recall trying to come up with a Aronson song, and I failed miserably at this step of the memory training process. Yeah, gotcha. And one other one other link I, I can never unsee is uh Six of Hearts is 23. So I I always just see Michael Jordan with a six of hearts on his jersey. <laughs> and that's how I remember. And 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 that it just happened. But yeah, the first thing is just to get them in your noggin. So break it down, get the app. That's super helpful. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And Doug, you missed a great episode last week. I know no, you're right. I listened to it. it. I know I missed a great one. Ah, man. Savior Mortimer. It, you know, what's interesting is that um, that episode didn't go crazy considering he's like the most viral magician right now. But then we had someone like Jeremy Tan, who's a lot more involved with the online audience and that video did go crazy so there's something to be said about well, but did did jeremy say hey guys i'm gonna be on the magic guys tonight to some of his people and did yes. xavier do that no yeah. so that's true imagine if xavier with 1.3 million followers on instagram was like a link. here you go but look it'll be a slow it'll be a slow build with this session you know people will listen to this for 10 years from now totally and i think the the bonus of it is for people doing it professionally and like it's for any level. It's not just someone trying to become a magician. The, the stuff he was sharing is like yeah. suitable for anyone. Like right. stop introing your name at the start of a video, you know, all that good stuff. Great advice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a bummer you missed that, but no doubt we'll have some greats on <clears throat> that you will be here that I won't be here for it. Always interchange. But look, I think uh, it's time for the final word. Or Nick, say, before, before we yeah. go, like uh, with regards to next week's episode, we mm. do we mm. have our guest confirmed for next week? I believe we do. We do. We do. We do. Yep. yep. So uh, it was um, Paul. Paul Fowler. Paul Fowler, Paul the creator. Who, Paul the creator. So Paul, we reviewed his product Overdraft using those credit cards a couple of weeks ago. Um, from the review, I reached out to him and said, like, "Hey, we reviewed your product." On our podcast, would you like to come and pay us a visit? And he's agreed to come on next week. So that's also really good. So effectively, which time we review a product, we reach out to somebody and say, hey, would you like to come and be part of the show and answer some questions? And that seems to be going well. So if you guys um, have products you want to see or folks you want to meet, let us know. We'll let the we'll reach out to them. We'll do our diligence for you. And we'll try to get them on the show. Like I mean, like regardless of views like we spoke about, we just enjoy having it hanging out with the three of us and of course you guys our audience and so we love your questions we love it so much when you send through your gig stories and your videos like it's mm. um it's like that's my personal favorite thing so it's just solidifying that like we're all magic guys and gals and i think that's the important thing so let's press on to our final word yeah look let's keep it rolling nick i'm gonna bring it back to you but let me just do the stinger Today's final word is that the magic community is one of the most wonderful things you guys can be a part of. And there's a certain level of camaraderie that comes along with it. 
that I'm super thankful to be a part of. I've had the pleasure of hanging out with you guys in our chat. We can have a joke. We can make fun of each other. And even our good friend like Bob Possible was kind enough to give me his time some week ago and share his wonderful creations with me. And so that's where it's really important that we all kind of understand that we're not in contention with each other. We're not against each other and we're not racing against each other. But in fact, we are one and we're all magic guys and gals and we're all here to support each other. And of course, anything that we can do to support you guys just as well as you support us, you let us know. Thank you so much for watching the Magic Guys podcast. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of the Magic Guys.